Welcome back to the Masters of Recon podcast, your top automotive refinishing podcast with your hosts, Corey Kleinfeld and Ryan Brewer. Enjoy the show, everyone. Welcome back to the Masters of Recon podcast. Today on the podcast, we have a special guest, Jeremy Carroll, out of the Tri-Cities area of Tennessee. He is the owner of Direct Auto Reconditioning. He has added RestoreFX to his suite of options about six months ago about six months ago and is opening his second location um, in Tennessee next week. Welcome to the show, Jeremy. What's going on? Hello, gentlemen. How are you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. Let's so, that, Joyce. What do you want to talk about? Everything. I want to talk about all the services you offer, how you make money, how you open a second location, all, all, all the different types of things. So let's start about oh, how yeah. you got yeah, in. Let's start good. with... Let's start with how you got into reconditioning. I don't know this, but I'm assuming it was started with PDR. Yeah, um, it actually held here in 2002. Um, one of my high school friends, brother, did painless dent repair. He called me. He knew I was decent with my hands. He's like, hey, man, do you want to do uh, R&I for my brother? And I'm like, what the fuck is R and I? It's like uh, removing install, you know, it's, it's painless dent repairing. I had no idea what it was. I saw it, started taking cars apart. Back then, dude, like they would pay us $25 to take a car headliner down and put it up, like 50 to take an SUV headliner and put it up. So we thought we were absolutely killing. It. But anyway, that's that got me into it. I met some guys. Um, they took me to the middle of Wyoming, dropped me off. Uh, left me there to die, and then I slowly made my way back, hustling people out of money to East Tennessee, and then here I am now. Um, no, nah, but I mean, really, uh, 2002, I started kind of pushing on dance. Um, went on the road for a year. Uh, really learned how not to run a business that year and what how not to treat people. Now, I came back. I started working for my uncle's junkyard. Um, I had a couple dent tools, a little bit of money. I hustled on the side, uh, bought, sold, did whatever I could to stack up money. Um, saved up a little bit of money, and then I met a I met this guy. Uh, he was in he was in, in Tennessee in that 2002 storm. He called me out of the blue at Christmas. Was like, "Hey man, you know what are you doing?" I told him. He's like, "Well, if you want to come out and work hell next year, you can." Well, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. I was a terrible dent guy. Like awesome. But I lied to him and told him I was good. So we went out there and then he finished training me. And here I am now, like 21 years later, you know, went through several, you know, several years. I think it was six years I was on the road doing nothing but. Hell. And then 2007. Um, I met my wife now, Jennifer, and was like, I'm not going back on the road full time. And thankfully, a local dealer called me. Was like, "Hey, we heard you're really good at doing hail. You know, it's been six years. You know, most six years dent guys are, you know, fairly good." The dealer's like, "Hey, we fired this national company. They got a lot of turnover. I'm sure you don't know who I'm talking about. We got rid of them. We want somebody to come in and vet dent guys for us. We know you don't want to come off the road, but we want somebody to find us a good dent guy because we just keep going through these shitty dent guys. And this was a recon manager telling me this." So I came, I helped them clean a lot up, and I I interviewed like eight local guys, 
and every one of the fucking guys were late to the interview. Like every interview I said, they were late. And I'm like, and I pulled the recon manager and said, look, man, if I can make a thousand dollars a week fucking around here doing doorings, because I've never done doorings. I didn't know how to price them. I didn't know it was as cheap as it was. I, I've always did hell. If I can do this in one day, then I know I can build a route and just I'll stay here. And that's kind of how I got here. And that's how I started my route with that that franchise. And now that franchise, you know, dealer owns like 17 dealers, you know. So, you know, as they've grown, I've grown with them. And then I've spread spread out, you know, I've trained Cody, my lead technician, 2012. Um, you know, we hit several hailstorms in between there. Um, I opened the retail shop five years let me, ago. Let me, I'm, I'm curious. Let me let me stop you real quick. Um, yeah. Were you fr- this is in Tri Cities, Tennessee? Is that where you were from originally, and you came yeah. back home? Okay, so they called you and said, "Hey, come back and find me a dent guy," and you're like, "Found you, found him. It's me." <laughs> Basically, absolutely. You know, okay. well, yeah. I was on. So I was in and out. I was in and out chasing storms for those six okay. years. I was here. I was based out of Bristol. Um, I did a couple body shops. You know, I knew some people around here. Um, mm-hmm. I'm from Bristol, Tennessee. Uh, that's one of the three cities in the tri okay. um, okay. And then when I was here, they just, they I guess they they got my name through a body shop. Um, uh, one of the body shops they used said I was, I was good at this, and um, you know, and and I do look. I ain't gonna lie. Ryan knows me good. I'm cocky and arrogant, man. I'm good at this job. I, I wouldn't be here if I wasn't good at this job, you know. So I went in there, you know. And you think I'm cocky now? Imagine me at like 26. I'm 40. <laughs> I was unfucking terrible, bro, at 26. Yeah, I've never met a cocky a cocky dink guy before, so that's crazy. <laughs> I know, right? You might be the first one, yeah. Um, so when when did the shot idea come about? So you, I mean, most hail guys that are chasing that are doing stuff at home a little bit aren't chomping at the bit to get shops. I don't think. So when did that when did that start? Man, to be honest. When I met Ryan at that oh. mega media event, Ryan, when was that? I can't remember the year now. Dude, was it the that first? That be 2017. That's what I was going to say. That was the first one, I think. Yeah, it was the first mega media event. Se- I think that was 17. <laughs> Sounds about right. Yeah, yeah, I met Ryan here, and I didn't realize, like, I didn't, nobody here was doing retail PDR. Nobody. They weren't marketing. They weren't doing google there wasn't facebook back then nobody so i came back we got a website i had mike toledo do all my stuff uh at, you know at first he helped me everything and we did pretty good and i've always had a shop i've always had a place to store my hot rods because I, I build and i build buy and sell hot rods too um but it was never a retail shop and um you know we did a big hailstorm. Uh, my wife, she worked with me for a while doing sales. She landed this giant storm in Cheyenne, Wyoming. I mean, uh, a really life-changing um, deal because it lasted five years. It held there five years in a row. So I kept guys there for five years. And in that five years, that uh, body shop partner become one of my good friends and, and she taught me a lot of things about retail business and insurance and things like this and it really you know i was like i gotta do more retail i gotta get off the fucking road i hate being on the road so between the mega media thing jennifer the next year or two lay that big deal i'm like man we're buying a shop 
So we started looking for shops um, and I wanted to do a dance detail, uh, whatever, just whatever. And I thought you could stop. I mean, I really thought you could do PDR only. And that's the dumbest thing to ever think in a <laughs> tiny little rural area that you that anybody would even know what paintless dent repair is. Because typically they go, oh, you do that dentless paint repair shit, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 How, how many uh, people live in Tri-City? In tri uh, it's growing fast. Now it's like half a million um i mean it's 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 grown pretty quick in the last couple of years we're getting a lot of people um just it was very cheap property here and it's beautiful so a lot of people that can re work remote from wherever if they're in a shitty place they'll just move out here to the mountains and just work remote a lot of our cu retail customers believe it or not are from uh california um I knew it. bigger cities <laughs> i mean like bigger cities bro like uh yeah chicago the, or new york the bay or area yeah. paintless dent repair yeah um anywhere that paintless dent repair um they know about it because they know about it from their hometown but then people in my hometown have no clue and it's just mm. my lack of marketing you know we it's and it's the guys before me that never did retail that never that you know they were doing 35 dollar retail dents and 50 dollar retail dents you know hell they still do it yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it's been a fight. Um, I've had to add a lot of shit to my shop to get my shop to where it is right now. Yeah. So you started the shop and with the intent of just doing just doing PDR initially, and then you realized well, pretty quick. Do, yeah. Yeah. Well, how big was that shop? Yeah. Um, this one I'm in now six thousand square feet. When you first is this the first shop that you bought was the one you're in now? Yeah, this is the one. Uh, I I bought this one. Five, uh, let's see. I opened in so I saw I opened in nineteen, um, and then twenty twenty shut us down, <laughs> and then I reopened again in twenty one, and it held in twenty one, and it held in twenty two, and then it held a little bit this year. So I had back to back to back years of hell, and I just said fuck it, paid it off. And uh, that's and that and I was like, well, this is paid off. This is running. This is kind of hitting the five-year goals that I set for this place. Um, now it's time to open another shop because that's kind of my deal. Is we'll hit these goals, we'll reset these goals. I'll focus on another part of the area, and then you know, atmosphere effects really. It really gave me more confidence in opening another shop in another area because I know I can immediately put that process in there and snap money coming in the door because i have such a big dealer man you would not believe the the dealer pull that i have in this market because we do painless nail repair wheel repair interior repair bumper paint repair restore fx ceramic coating window tint you know we have a business or or i'm a part owner in a business that does every one of those things so you have a giant pull and a giant you can cast such a bigger net so that was a way that I, I want three stores in the Tri-Cities is my goal. One in Bristol, one, in, I'm in, I'm a mile out of Johnson City. If I would have bought in Johnson City, I couldn't have painted my building like I did. And it was much cheaper buying here. So this is Johnson City. I want a store in Bristol and I've got my store in Kingsport. So that's the goal ultimately, you know, the in, in, in this market. 
and maybe if I can do good, I'll open another market. How do you? So you 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 mixed it in there that you started restoring effects. So there there's you're pretty much doing everything, which I don't think I know anybody doing. Even like That's Matt Moore or some of the other guys, I don't think I know guys doing wheel repair and interior, or at least in house. Like maybe you don't do them, but you own a company or part of a company that does it. Do you know anybody else, Brian? Brian that does everything. I tried. I tried yeah. all those. Yeah. Um, so that's me and Jeremy talk a lot uh, yeah. from the beginning with the mega media. And I've always been kind of proud of him because everything yeah. that I kind of failed on, he was just better at it. And he had the connections and he's a way better salesman than me, mm -hmm. um, even though he's uh, 10 times more cocky than I am. Maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's it. it is, right. <laughs> But he's just really good at it, and he's he's good at inspiring people. So the the guys that work for him, he treats them right. He pays them the money that they're worth, and he sets goals for them that are reachable. So it's just everything works for him that way. And I think it's good that he's been able to succeed with all you know avenues of recon that he's been. Yeah, I want to talk. I want to come back to the you know how do you treat employees and stuff. But I'm curious because you do. That's pretty much everything. Not there's no way you can do everything, but you're doing all, pretty much all reconditioning services, damn near. How do you how do you sell yourself to dealerships? You just walk in there and be like, "Hey, what I do you this. need?" Because I can do it. <laughs> Give them some of the good stuff. Give them some yeah. of the good stuff where they had guys that worked there that that did business with you, tried using somebody else, and then you come back in because they're great. Uh, man, like so. I guess I'm so I I had a really good friend. My lead technician, Cody's father, owns a bumper paint business. Me, him, and Cody started an interior business called Automotive Interior Experts about 10 years ago. And we hired Cody's older brother to manage it. So that business does wheel repair, interior repair, and all that. To go into a place, it's kind of like, man, I got the best. Here's the thing. I got the best technicians in the area. I mean, it's it like, and this is, I'm not, this is, I'm just, my, I'm really proud of my technicians, you know, the Cody and Jordan are brothers and they're fucking spectacular. Man. I mean, Cody's an A plus dent guy. Jordan can fix about any interior thing on the man. And, and when, and we have a goodwill guy. So when you have those things in your back pockets, it's just easy to sell a deal. Like go in there and, you know, just walk in like, Hey, we, you know, my name's Jeremy, you know, you know me cause you've been using me for 20 years doing PDR. That's the easiest way to sell anything in this area you know if you've got a, a big you know it's just a big pull but like i mean we, like we had we had a dealer fires right and then they hire us back they fires they hire us back i'm just going there and tell them like it is like look motherfucker, i'm the most consistent thing in this place like me and my guys have been here longer than any manager in this place like and when i sell I just sell with a lot and it's not really cocky. It's just, I walk into a place and be like, Hey man, we're going to give you the best, like with restore FX. This is how it's going restore FX job. I'm going to turn your four into a 10. You know what a four looks like? A pug. You know what a 10 looks like? A great Dane. Look like this. Come on, let's make some money. I mean, it's, it's easy to, to sell when you have, when you can, when you can really turn out good products, you know, um, like a lot of my sales are just i'll go get the worst shit on the lot you know we like interior repair we would get red seats you know big tears and just fix them you know if it takes two days to fix it we take fix it we take the deal but i mean truthfully we don't have i mean i'm very very blessed we don't have a lot of competition anymore um because we've been able so to just do, 
do you ever have an issue so i had a little bit of issue i've been a pdr tech for 23 years and that was it nothing else and i think you know if not the top company in sacramento what the top two and so people know us and we had a little bit of a translation problem about me being the pdr tech but now i'm also the paint correction restore effects whatever they want to call it guy do you ever have you ever had that issue with like you being a certain person and then be like oh how can you do everything or whatever um yeah the issue i have with it is they call me all the time with the problems that's the deal that it's like like it don't matter if i own if i do i don't know how to do a cigarette burn you know i know how to do dance and i know how to sand store fx you know i know how to vaguely do a little bit of stuff but um i've not really had a lot of problem with uh because i see what you're saying you're like oh well you're mm -hmm. the dent guy how are you going to do this too it's, um, it's not like they know it's not like that they think i'm lying it's just that like when they see dent stuff they think of me but when they see the shitty paint situation they don't necessarily think of me right away and part of my problem personally is that i'm still the dent guy and if i get myself to a point where i just own a reconditioning company and i sell them reconditioning services no matter what it is maybe that translation is a little different I, me going in there is me talking to them business to business man to man versus me fixing a dent for them and so maybe that's part of the issue well jeremy from the get-go if you uh, remember what he said he was yeah. always the he wasn't a dent guy to these people he was a problem solver yeah. so he he i don't that in that, that was the same thing for me. I started off as a dent guy, but then I became a problem solver because of everybody else that sucked in my, my local city, right? Mm -hmm. the, the, the paint guy sucks. So they were like, you, you know how to do this? I'm like, well, I know how to do all of it. So let's do it. Let's figure it out, right? So um, that's one of the things that I can that, dude, say that is for huge. anybody is to like, if you yeah, want to grow huge. a business that's going to get outside of uh, one service that you're doing, is just be that problem solver for retail customers too man we even though we have the name dent pro on our building um our customers call us and come in all the time because we've treated them so well that mm. they just want our expertise on where they're about to send their car for the next thing whether it's window tent uh paint protection film wheel repair uh we've shot them in the right direction and then we've done it so much and we've sent so much work out there uh years later we're just like well why aren't we doing all these services ourselves right Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's where Jeremy kind of stepped in and did that. Yeah, dude, like that's exactly it. like I listened to the podcast with uh, Ryan's manager and where they kept saying uh, was go call Jared. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what you have to be. If you're mm -hmm. fucking Jared, that's what I that's what I've been. I've solved the problems like they'll come to me and like, hey, man, uh, why don't you do wheel repair? Like I had a dealer ask me one time, why don't you do wheel repair? And I said, we'll just do wheel repair. Can we do your wheel repair? And he said, absolutely. So we just started doing wheel repair. And that's kind of how we started doing all this. Um, the interior thing come because uh, there was a business called Interior Magic that come yeah, around. A dent, a dent wizard and, subsidiary. And, yeah. 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 Um, so they come in and they started like hammering and they started really taking a lot of interior work here. But then they got into the paint side and me and Cody's dad wasn't going to have them get into our sections of this business. So we just cut that shit right off and we bought an interior business 
and we went to war with them. Um, and that's pretty much, you know, how I've got into all this stuff is people are hungry. So just like you guys and me, um, I never, I just wanted to do dance until the guy that was wanting to do paint wanted to do dance or the guy that was wanting to do interior wanted to do dance. And then I have to go on the offensive. And that's the way I've always been. I would rather be on the offensive than the defensive. I don't want to try to get my shit back. I want to keep my shit. So right. we just kept adding stuff. Like I talked to Ryan at that mega media. He was asking about how to do interior. That's actually how we met, you know, get interior and, and you know, I was trying to pump him up and be like, yeah, you can do this and this and this. We're doing this. And he, I think he trained a guy, maybe trained a guy or something. And it just didn't I work did. out. And we've had a lot of failures. You know, I'm, I've trained a lot of my competition, um, but I've always, you know, my good guys stay. And if you keep the good guys and the bad guys, are the, all my competition that I've trained are the guys that really were subpar, you know, so it's not that much of a competition I'm dealing with. <clears throat> So how do you keep the best guys? I pay them. You know, I mean, I pay them. You got to pay them. Um, I let them buy. So let's say dent guys, you know, I don't know how percentages work and how guys pay their dent guys, but, you know, um, I pay my guys 50% or better and I give them bonuses and I give them options to buy. Like, for example, you know, if I open another Restore FX, I told all my guys, hey, man, if I open another Restore FX, if you want to kick in on me, just kick me a little bit. I'll throw you just I try to find ways to incentivize them because you can only pay them so much and then you can't make money. I mean, right. it, it costs a lot to run a business. I mean, um, uh, you know, my insurance premium, I just paid $17,000 insurance premium. You know, I mean, it, it, you nobody count your technicians never look at that. They always look at their checks, you know, so I've just tried to find ways to, you know, uh, bonus them out or give them options to buy into these other businesses like Cody, my lead technician. He owns 20 percent of the interior business. Uh, me and him, uh, me and him actually own some rental properties together. Um, just man, I try to take care of them like my family. Honestly, that's probably the way I keep them as I love them. And when they and most of them love me back and they can tell me openly, hey, I love you and I love you back as a grown. Number one, it's hard to do as a man, but right. number two, as an employee to an employer, and it's a little much because I do love them. So if they leave me, it's going to be devastating like a wife yeah. probably. So but that's just the way it is. Yeah, that's killer. So how many how many people that work for you are also in, uh, owners of different parts of it? Just Cody or? Is that the ultimate goal uh, for your, for your technicians? You have um, Cody and Jordan, the brothers. Um, and Cody's my partner in the PDR thing. He's been with me so long, man. I mean, I look at him as, I mean, uh, even though I do own these business or whatever, he's my partner. You know, I mean, he's been with me for 12 years. He's like a little brother to me or a kid almost, you know, and uh, he's very fast outgrown. I mean, he's as good as me and much faster because he's much younger. <laughs> but uh, Jordan owns a little bit of it. Some of my other technicians, the ones that want if they come up to me and they want so kind of how I do it, if they want to just work their job and they're cool working their job and working their hours and they're happy with that money and they don't bitch. And I don't bring anything up, but if they, and it's not even they bitch, but if they come to me and go, Hey, Jeremy, I need, I need more. I need to make more. I need, I want to do this. I want to do that. Then we'll sit down and try to find ways to make more money. You know, if it's, uh, you know, like they brought me different ideas. Like I've got one of my detail guys, he's wanting to do a hydrotherapy 
dog thing where he because he's a dog lover and I, you know he's, he's like one day i'm gonna get you on this thing you know and i said well one day when you produce more we'll, we'll get this hydrotherapy dog walking thing going on but uh until then let's keep let's keep that buffer running you know that's cool that's buffer. how you do that because i feel like a lot of business owners lose employees because they don't ever see it in that perspective where you're you not to say every single person that works for you is always gonna grow and like you know make more money but you're given the option to people that do grow with the company grow with you become owners and all that shit. i've i've left I, the company i work for for eight years i left because i blatantly asked the owner like i want to own a portion of this one day is that possible and that was not in the realm for me he just wasn't going to do it so i created my own wealth right so that's awesome. I think a lot of people should listen to that. If you're going to be a big business owner or any type of business owner is to remember your employees are, are the ones that put you where you're at and yeah. it give, give them the option to grow with you. If you don't at one day, you will lose your best guys um, because they're hungry, man. And that's the ones you want working for you. That's the best technicians and employees you could ask for. Yeah. Do you, do you bring that up with them, Jeremy? Are you, is that, or is it, you just, are you just basically waiting for someone to come tell you like, Hey, I want more. How can I get more? And you say, here's your options. We can do bonus. We can do this ultimate goal being, you know, you want to start this business together or whatever, whether, whether that's automotive reconditioning or hydrotherapy for a dog, whatever the, whatever the <laughs> fuck that is. Nah, man, it's, bro, man, I got a kid. I got a fucking kennel over here half the time. Man. I mean, I, we just we got random dogs. I mean, the neighbors' dogs come over and want to play with with my detail guy because I want my main guy Charles, my detail guy. He's been with me in the shop since like day one. He helped me start the detail shop. He's always had dogs. He's a great dog trainer. That's probably missed his calling. He's a good buffer too. You know, can do paint crunch and ceramic coating. But he's he's come to this something about a hydrotherapy rehabilitation. They put a dog in the water and they walk on a treadmill to mm, rehabilitate the mm, old ass. Okay. He's like, man, you're going to get rich doing this. And I was like, man, that sounds like a $50,000 machine, bro. What are we talking about? Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> that's an idea he gave me. So, I mean, I, I, I do. It's a good, I mean, it's an idea. No matter what, it's an idea. I'll take, I'll take mm -hmm. all ideas. We'll listen to all of them. <laughs> Are, do you do you do you meet with your guys like in an office face to face monthly weekly or anything or are you just having conversations while they're working and stuff? We just talk, man. We yeah yeah. This you're just friends. You're just friends. Your family. Your yeah yeah yeah, man. I Jeremy's hard on his guys. I can make don't, a lot more money. Don't get this shit twisted. <laughs> He's not like this guy you come in and walk all over. He is. He came to my that. shop a couple months ago and was mm. not happy. You know, because he sees stuff well, that I'm he wouldn't necessarily. <laughs> he's got but at this, at the same point, he's given these his guys the opportunity to grow, which I love it. Um, but you have to be a stern owner as well. You can't let your guys walk over you and just give them. You can't just give them a portion of the company because they've been with you for five years. Right. Hundred percent. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not a. It's yeah. not a. It's not a time invested thing. It's a how hungry are you thing. Right. Yeah 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 i mean that's it man i mean some of these guys just uh, you do you can only make so much money in the day so if they bring me a good idea i'm all about a good idea you know i'm all about a way a side hustle to make money you know um you know getting back to ryan's point i'm not that nice i'm a fucking asshole 
I mean, uh, to, to as far as like get in here and do your job, I'm a do your job type of guy. Like I do my fucking job, go do your job. But I love these guys. I tell them I love them and they understand like if I am a little bit uh, any type of way, they know I'm only being that way because that's just how I am. You know, like we were in Ryan's shop and I was like, pulled Ryan over. I'm like, hey man, like these fucking guys ain't doing shit. Like you gotta do something with these these guys right here, and and I and I'm like I'm not trying to overstep, but like you're my homie, you know, and I don't want to see you pay these guys and they're just fucking you over while you're around in the corner, you know. And I'm that way. Like I go in the back in a minute. Like if I wasn't up here, I'd be in the back like walking around. Like hey man, what's up? I try to keep them going all day, but if you don't have somebody back there doing that, you know, that's me now. I'm in the shop. I hired a shop manager that runs. He's basically the GM over all these businesses, Justin, and he is phenomenal. So I've kind of went back to doing more sales. He wants me to do sales and dents. That's, you know, what he wants me to do. And um, so that's what I try to do. Stay in the back, keep these guys going, keep these restore effects jobs, do my dent jobs and then, uh, you know, go on. Um, but, you know, it, it's just, again, you know, I try to pay these guys and I try to treat these guys like I would want to be treated. But like if I worked for either one of you guys, right, you're never going to fucking have to tell me what to do because I, I will. And because if you guys train me and you guys love me like I love these guys, then I'm going to take care of you guys. And that's the way I was raised. And, you know, I kind of want to demand that here. And I get yeah. that for the most part. You know, these guys are very good to me and I try to be good to them. But I'm also an asshole sometimes. So, you know, we all are. Yeah. <clears throat> all good. So how did Restore Effects happen? What, what, you're doing all these other services, it sounds like, already, and now you're also added Restore Effects. Uh, Tony called me. Out of the blue, he just cold called me one day. I think it was like 2020, maybe. And oh, Restore Effects, right? Shop. That Tony? Yeah, yeah, hmm. yeah. Um, he just randomly called me, and he said, somebody gave me somebody gave him my number and blah 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 and i'm like and i can't remember who it was might have been ryan if i, I don't know who it was. <laughs> um but it, so he calls me and it was like it was so slow bro like like we had nothing going on i mean you know you're right out of covid you know whatever and he sent me a the before and after video you know and it, when he first told it to me basically all i heard was something about a magic elixir that fucking fixes scratches and fucking does all this crazy shit and me being a 20 year you know in this industry and never heard of no shit like that i'm like nah bro this don't work there's no way and he told me all the shit and i like the way his accent sounds so instead of not paying him any attention i just listen to him because i'm like i see how he's got a cool accent he's really nice <laughs> i'm gonna have a conversation with him because you know, me and him was cutting up and he was taking it well, dude. He's a hell of a salesman. He's a great salesman. So he sparked my interest and sent an email. Well, then it fucking hit. And I, so I was like, all right, we need to go to Ryan's. I called Ryan. I said, hey, can I come and look at this shit in person? And he said, yeah. Well, then it hailed or some shit. And it was like a year later. It took me and Justin like almost two years from that point to get to Ryan's shop. Or, you know, or not me and Justin, because it wasn't Justin at first. And then when Justin came aboard, we had some useless space in the back of my shop. And I said, hey, let's put a, we were going to do paint and body and then be a one-stop paint and body shop. 
And then I started looking at it, it was going to cost me about $250,000 to do everything, to do this fire suppression system, to do, to be on the up and up uh, legally and with all the bullshit to make my shop do that. And then I looked at the, went back to the Restore FX thing and it was going to cost me, you know, 50 to 75,000 to do that the way I want to do it. So I, we went that route. I went to Ryan's. Um, I watched Ryan's guy. This is fucking hilarious. Justin will tell you this if you ever talk to Justin. I watched Ryan's guy do a bedside. And you see all the lines in it, right? And me being a dipshit, not understanding how this works, I was like, oh, that's going to look like shit. So I just turn around and walk outside and take a phone call. And Justin comes outside. He's like, hey, man, did you see that bedside? I said, yeah, man, I have lines in it and shit. I, I think this ain't going to work. He said, no, stupid. Come back here and look at it. So... I came back after it, it it leveled off and was like, holy fuck, who do I write a check to for this shit? And that was the that was my first experience with Restore FX was like I watched it and immediately was like, like, this ain't gonna look good. And then came back 15 minutes later when it all levels. And it was like we just the only way I know to explain Restore FX is if you do the best paint job you've ever done in your life and you stand back and you go, yep that's the fucking war and that's the finish it leaves you mm-hmm. you know and as soon as i saw that i was like oh hell yeah i can sell this for sure i started mm-hmm. counting money right in shop before i ever did anything i text tony and said hey man how do we do this shit mm-hmm. and that's <laughs> two years later I, I journey into restore fx yeah two years later yeah it took a yeah. couple of years man i mean it held yeah. here twice and yeah. we were so busy i just could didn't have time to upload another business priorities yeah, gotta make the money. Uh, how many cars are you doing today uh, per day with Restore Effects? Like, how does it look right now? Where well, from you started? What six months ago? Yeah, roughly six months ago. Um, me and Austin flew out. I ended. We both ended up getting pneumonia. So I didn't. Rest, I didn't install one car the whole time I was out there. I worked two days doing prep work, and then I couldn't stand. I was so tired I couldn't stand up. I just sit behind the glass and watched Austin work. But uh, I think we're, we, we're doing two cars a day. And what we can do, if I can keep them in here, we can do two cars a day. I've got Austin and I've got a, a prepper, Devin, that we're training to install. Uh, my plan is to separate them, put one in Kingsport, one in here, and hire two more preppers. That's my ultimate plan once, once Devin is, uh, you know, can install comfortably. So you're saying one guy, one guy two cars a day? Or one guy plus a prepper, two cars a day. That's the goal. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. That's that's uh, yeah. And each, right now, that's the goal. I'm I'm shooting for ten cars a week. Um, we try not to keep cars over the weekend, so I've got to condense all that down into a four day span. Um, mm-hmm. This week, I hit them pretty heavy, and I think I got like seven cars sitting here now. Austin was off Monday, so he came in this morning. And I said, "Hey, bud, you gotta you gotta install." four today and he's like oh i can't do that i said well you better fucking figure it out because you missed yesterday and we're a day behind so four today sir and uh i'll make it happen i'll get you the space you just you just install them but uh you know that's my thing uh, we're right on track where i wanted to be six months i wanted to be doing two cars a day that was my goal um you know have two guys and to be able to do two cars and the cars look the way i want them to look and you know we're doing some very rough cars uh we're doing some super super heavy scratched up trucks from some of these lots where we, we're getting them from so you know they're getting good good work on you know rougher vehicles right now <clears throat> that's awesome 
So let's, I want to answer a question I'm sure everybody's wanting to ask as well as you're a perfectionist. Like if you, if you know, Jeremy, this dude looks at paint and cars differently than everybody else. Cause he sees everything. He came in my shop picking everything apart is, is restore effects. Like, can you get restore effects good enough to be on a retail side to where this stuff looks phenomenal? Um, Okay, so I've got a truck sitting outside of my shop that that is a flaw. I mean, it's a K5 Blazer Re Restore. Um, I would not, I don't know if I would ever put it on something like that because, like, maybe um, Alex or, um, <laughs> you know, the trainer and okay. um, uh, what's it? Riley. 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 I would let them do it. I might let them do it. You know, um, I do think it's retailable, uh, 100% retailable. We put out retail every day. Um, but if you are a dent guy or if you have a good eye, just like uh, just like your uh, restore guy, you're really picky. You're going to pick yourself to death because no matter what, nothing is ever going to be the same as a factory finish. This is a deeper luster. You know, this is this is honestly looks better than most factory finishes, in my opinion, the actual finish. But the application is so tricky if you don't debadge it, if you don't take the lights, if you actually took the lights out, debadge it, did it the right way, then you can 100 percent sell this retail. Mm -hmm. You can also run it off into the damn floor, <laughs> you know, with the wrong installer and not doing it the right way. It's a tricky product. Um, I think this product is. Uh, the most amazing thing I've seen in 21 years of being in the paintless dent repair industry. This is the closest thing to paintless dent repair that I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's why, I mean, that's, I think that's why they kind of changed the marketing to paintless clear coat repair to try to fit. Cause that, now I just yeah. tell people, cause that's the majority of what we're doing is PDR and, and PCR. We do t touch up and ceramic coatings and stuff like that, but we're mostly a repair company. And now I'm just say I just say I'm the paintless paintless repair guy, metal and paint, you know. Um, and so I think I, I actually like the fact that Restore FX is difficult to apply because I think yes. it keeps the guys engaged in it. I think I think paint correction is just endlessly tedious, and you can be good at it, but it's just all that's ever going to be is moving a buffer left and right and up and down in a two square foot spot. That's all it's ever going to be. And you never you get know? that wow factor. You never like, dude, I don't, I don't see people that paint correct something. And you stand back, like Jeremy said, and look at it and you're right. like, Oh my God, that looks yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Restore effects yeah. does that every single time. Mm -hmm. I don't mm -hmm. care. It's been four years for it me does. and every, I walked in my shop this morning and we had yeah. three retail jobs back there and I'm like, Oh my God, right. this looks so good. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think it's better yeah, dude, it's, than paint uh, correction? It's amazing. Do you think it's better than paint correction uh, in every it, in every so, situation? Um, no. I mean, I would mm -hmm. say I would say, you know, if you I wouldn't want to like I'm gonna paint, for example, I'm gonna paint correct um my 21. We're doing my 21 Duramax right now. Um it was coded when we bought it new, but it's never had a paint correction. Um we put a two-year on it and I sell them pretty fast. Um, and I decided I was going to keep it. So I told Charles, I said, hey, let's strip the ceramic and just paint correct it. Um, I'll probably paint correct the truck and then 
if I do it again, you know, three or four years, I'll probably restore. Um, right. For new vehicles, you know, um, if they're scratching now, we do a ton. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm doing a bunch of new car dealers. So we do a bunch. I'm doing a bunch of 21s. I did a 22, a Grand Cherokee yesterday that a dog had climbed on the doors. We're doing a lot of repairs. We're doing some panels, you know, um, roughly the way we're pricing, it's, a, you know, $100 a panel, 500 for a wholesale car, 550 for a mid-sized truck, 600 for a bigger, you know, we, we kind of um, set it at tiers. Um, so I don't think it's for everything exactly, but it don't have to be because not everything right. needs it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I like it. Like we did a 15 big body bins, uh, <sighs> pearl white. And I went to my dealer, we're walking the lot with him. And me and him has been friends for 17 years. We're kind of walking a lot. And he's like, yeah, do this one, do this one. I said, what about this bend? And he's like, well, does it need it? I said, I mean, if you want to sell it, it needs it. Mm -hmm. I said, it's yellow. You know, I mean, it's not white no more. It's dingy. It's dull. If you don't like it, don't pay me. And he's like, all right, take it. So I took it. We restored it. We brought it back and you couldn't look at it. It was so bright. Cause it was that pearl white that you can't look at in the sun, you know? And he goes, man, I really want to tell you, I don't like it. So I guess I'll fucking pay you, you know? And, and, and that's <laughs> just how it is. So, I mean, it is an amazing product for what it does. Like the first time I saw it, I mean, we, my sons, I had like an old work van, like a 15 Chevy express van, a tree fell on that. My son drives mm -hmm. every day total. And uh, he's training to do PDR now. So he's going to keep it for his van. And he restore FX dip because he learned to do restore FX also. He was actually working all summer doing restore FX. And then he went back to school. He's a senior in high school. So he went back to school. So he can't work, you know, only three or four hours a night. So I'm just training to do dance now instead. But every time I look at his van, his van is so shiny and so black. You know, it's like, what the fuck? A tree fell on this thing. This thing looked terrible. And it looks like a brand new van now just covered in dents, <laughs> you know. But, uh, <laughs> But yeah, it's a great product, man. I mean, it really is. It's a, it's, it's one of the baddest, craziest shit I've ever seen. You know, to watch the product lay down, to watch what the product does, and the change, um, and then the customer, like you said, the wow factor that it gives for the customer. Because you take one that's brush scratched down both sides. What did you do? What was it, a Forerunner or something, or a Tacoma? Yeah, that, 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 like that blue, my blue Forerunner. Yeah that yeah that was yeah 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 i mean and it's and it's and it's one day one day like that's the crazy part it's like you could repaint a car with a high-end painter and sand in between a couple clear coat and like get you can get to be like holy shit but like not in a day that's weeks. not for the price either right? weeks yeah well yeah that's why the price is so yeah. is like that because it's a day you know and uh that that's that's the thing that's so that doesn't seem appropriate that you can do that great of a job in and not even a day like four hours like it's a half a day for one car i mean that that forerunner is a full day that thing that's yeah that's a lot of standing that's a lot of standing <laughs> but oh yeah but yeah 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 one day repair turnaround with the wow um, factor is we've got we've got like uh we've got a we've got a tundra or let's see a tacoma kind of like that here um we've got a couple sitting here right now and just the like the wild like taking it back especially when they're teetotally fucked 
mm-hmm. taking it back and watching these guys just like what did you do to this and i was like yeah. well we just we wiped clear coat on it and they're like it'll stay and i was like absolutely terminate and they're like are you yeah. sure 100 yeah. fucking percent because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. this shit's hard yeah. dude like we sanded some of it off um just a couple days ago uh one of our painters that does a lot of my body shop work because we do body shop work here we do insurance body shop work but the body shop's mm-hmm. down the road my brother does bumper paint and his partner so any retail job we get in like we'll do doors and hoods and fenders and shit like that here just because i'm not turning that down like i'm not turning leads that i get in my shop down that i paid for so i just take them in do the insurance claim and send it down the road we restored an old uh, like a 98 model obs truck and he wasn't happy with you know with like some of the scratches you know because they were all the way in so he went ahead and painted one side of it the side that he wasn't happy with and i asked him i said how did it sand and he said it sanded fine it was just hard as fuck and i was like harder than normal clear coat and he said yeah i just don't understand how this shit's harder than normal clear coat and that's and this is a painter it's been painting since 17 years mm-hmm. old and they're hooked i mean they're hooked up i mean anything they can bring over here to restore you know he's like fuck yeah we'll restore all this stuff because you know it fit like we fixed the blend line a couple of days ago with it um we had a fender that was just it come in for the dealer and it was matte it, the, it was a 23 and the fucking fender was matte blue that it had the, the clear coat had died back and i told the dealer i said man we might be able to fix it what's the worst thing that can happen you know and so we wiped it on there and it's shiny as the rest of it man i mean it really is a wild product mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Hundred percent. That's pretty wild. And we've we've actually, I think, was it you, Jeremy, that was texting me about glue pulling on Restore FX cars? I think that was you. Yeah. 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 I mean, I've I glue pulled the next day. I mean, it cures overnight, and technically, I guess technically, it's not fully cured unless you bake it under infrared the next morning. But it usually takes about a week for it to like do the off-gassing process. If it's sunny outside in California and it's 95, it's going to cure way faster, obviously. But um, drivable outside in the elements the next day. And I've glue pulled. We did this Camaro one time. We did Restore Effects, the whole thing. And then I didn't notice the dents on it. So they asked me, to, we did the dents for that dealership too. And they pointed the dents out. I'm like, oh, I didn't see those when they were in the shop. And it was on like the quarter panel. So I had to glue pull it. And it was like, we did it on, a, let's say, a Tuesday. It was like Wednesday afternoon. I was like, well, I guess if I pull clear off or whatever, then or then I'll just do it again. But so I'm pulling on it. It's fine. And so I think what if you get into the technicalities of Restore FX, it's actually they call it a, the the if you listen to our podcast with Alex, it's actually called a flux coat. So the flux coat, meaning that when they put the clear coat over the top of the clear coat that's already on there, it becomes the same clear coat. It 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 bonds together and it is the same clear coat so it's not a layer of something that you can pull off because it's not layer over the top of it it is it becomes the same clear coat which is interesting like kind of hard to figure out but like i believe it because i you pull on the next day you're not pulling explain. anything off yeah 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 this is a good thing for explain. alex right it's, well, so, yeah. it's so hard to explain this product that it's like hard to come up with something like it because it's mm-hmm. the only thing like it out there right it's mm-hmm. awesome yeah because i get yeah, it all I, the time i think it's a ceramic coating like a guy called me yesterday and goes hey the ceramic coating i'm like fuck that yeah but whatever i can make it shiny bring it <laughs> yeah what do you need what do you need here? yeah yeah that's funny so so ne- the new shop opens up in a week 
How big is that one? Yeah, we're looking uh November the uh it is um three thousand square feet. It's a little smaller than this place. Um, but working space is about the same because I've got forty five hundred square foot of working space in my shop now. You probably mm -hmm. probably twenty six in this other place. Um you can get six cars in there pretty comfortably. Um we do a fuck ton of windows in. Um, that's something that we, that's something that I told Ryan, you know, anybody that will listen to me that does what we do, you know, do window tech, don't detail cars, you know, I mean, mm. detail cars. I mean, we, I have a detail shop. I had five detailers in here at one point in time. That was the biggest pain in the ass I've ever done in my life. Was detail. Cars. Um, but, uh, you know, so we went into the window tip when I hired Justin. Justin was like, hey, uh, let's we need to do window tip. And I'm like, all right, what do you want to do? And he's like, I got this guy. He quit this dealer. He's awesome. So we brought this guy in and we pretty much just got on YouTube. I bought some window tent, some cheap window tent. We got on YouTube and learned how to tent windows. And this year, this was be the I guess the third year we've been tent windows. We were the number one uh voted number one in johnson city tent windows so you know we took that window tent uh we were hoping for a ten thousand dollar a month adder and turned it in i mean we run three months in a row twenty thousand dollars just window tent. you know so um we do a ton a ton a ton of window tent and by getting all those jobs in the door you have those chance to upsell so we upsell restore, we upsell ceramic, we upsell dent work, we upsell whatever. So with restore, being able to kind of print money fast and window tent being able to print money fast, that's probably what this Kingsport shop will start is just window tent. One section will be restore and then I'll have, a, have one of my dent guys will be there probably by one of them, me. Um, <laughs> we already have a dealer market in Kingsport that's pretty big. Uh, we also and we also have a pretty big window tent pool. So, you know, our big thing at first was window tent. That's what we were going for in this Kingsport shop because it's 30 minute drive from Kingsport to my shop right now. It's mm -hmm. hard to get drive 30 minutes, man. Yeah. So we're like, fuck it, we'll just make it convenient to them. Um, Eastman Chemical Company is the second biggest employer in the state of Tennessee. They're in Kingsport. You know, we've got a lot of ties in with that place. So once we get there, you know, get through this winter. I'm sure it'll rock and roll, you know. I mean, it's you know, we've we've got we've we've got everything staffed. We remodeled that building. That building, you know, I didn't buy that place, we're just leasing that place. So the remodel's done. Uh, we just gotta get in there and get rolling next week. Nice. Yep. Yeah, I move into my shop recording time tomorrow, but actually November first. And we're three thousand square feet as well. So pretty exciting stuff. I'm trying to move on up. But um, yeah, restore effects and PDR. That's it. I feel like I need to add seven more things now. But well, one step at a time. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm yeah. honestly just considering just subbing everything out. You know. Yeah. Again, like if you can be yeah. that guy for your customer mm -hmm. to problem solve and to fix those yeah. issues, it's like why why not make the money, right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. The problem solving thing. That's the deal, man. I mean, like he said, that is it. If you can, if you can solve everybody's problem, you just want to be the guy they call. Like mm -hmm. I'm okay. If they call me with their problems because they always call me with their checkbook also. 
you know, mm-hmm. I'll call them problems as long as you write them fucking checks, you know, mm-hmm. uh, call me if you want to just don't call me poor. <laughs> Love it, dude. That's killer. Every once in a while, boys. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I might title the podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <My> podcast. <laughs> Yeah, love that. Um, I mean, what else? What else we got? You can cuss me all you fucking want to. I mean, I don't know. What do you got? What do you? What? So, what are we opening up in your shop? What else are we doing in California, man? You got how many? How many square foot you got? I just got three. That I just got three thousand. I'm moving in next. Well, in a couple tomorrow, not tech, Friday, so two days from now. So my goal, my goal is to get four four Restore FX cars a day, three to four a day. So that means my current guy and then another one another guy and then um do the p i mean the more and more pdr we're doing is bigger jobs insurance claims we don't obviously have hail out here although i do about a hail i do about a hail car every month on average um from a random retail visiting somewhere else or a body shop or whatever so got that going and then bigger bigger insurance claims but now it's funny now that i i've been calling people telling them hey i'm moving into your shop or whatever now i have a glass guy that I talked to you yesterday is like oh you're moving to your shop like we you should you should you know we should talk about you selling my stuff and i can come in there and replace windshields and do all blah blah and i'm like so now now i do this the next day this conversation and i'm like i probably should just in my waiting room have my suite of options i'm going to be basically the office manager of the place and the and the lead tech i have two other dent techs but i'll be the office manager and lead tech so i'm like i just need to maybe shift towards looking at the car itself and selling everything that needs to be sold for the vehicle you know i know ryan ryan's talking about i know why not well i the reason i haven't is because i haven't really been the office manager and that's hard to train somebody to do that unless you have that person to do it but to train somebody oh look at all the problems that are wrong with the car and offer to fix them all while it's here. Why not? Like you said, Ryan, your guy doing tires. Like he's like, your tires are bald. Like you need new tires. Like, why don't you just like, it's going to be here for two days. Just leave it for a third and we'll just put tires on it. You know, um, it, it makes sense right. for the majority of customers that don't, yeah. they trust you and they don't know a guy that they don't know where to take their tires. They're probably just going to like go to Costco or like, they don't not really sure. Like, what do they even need? Like, just be like, I I, I got it. Like, don't don't worry about it. I'll take care of all that. And so why why can't I do that for window tint, interior repair, glass repair, all that type of stuff? And so now my wheels are turning on that. You'll find Not- yourself absorbing businesses. Uh, I, it's funny yeah. to say that because a guy, if you're really good at coordinating and uh, communicating with customers, mm-hmm. it's like you'll have a guy who might be the best window tenor in the in the city, but he's just terrible at owning the business. Yeah. And you start creating so much business for that guy where he's pretty much at your shop five days a week. Mm-hmm. One day, this guy's going to be like, well, I mean, why don't you just take over and I'll just yeah. work for you, right? Yeah. That's yeah. It could it, it could happen. It happens more often than not. Well, that's how um, I hired my dent guy. I was like, do you want to be a contractor right. for me? And he was like, yeah. And then nine months later, I'm like, do you do anything else? And he's like, no. I'm like, <laughs> I can't. You can't be a contract. State of California is very picky on probably pickier than other states, I would imagine. And I'm like, you can't be a contractor. Like you have to do other stuff. So either you do other stuff or you just come work for me. Those are your two options, like starting tomorrow. Cause I, I'm I can't you can't be a contractor. If they looked at it, they'd be like, You don't work for anybody else. You're not a contractor. Right. So anyway, so he's like, Okay, I'll just come work for you. 
So I totally understand that. But yeah, so yeah. Get, get busy enough to sell that stuff to people and, and become their main source of income and then, just, and then hire them. Yeah, that's your customer. I mean, when they yeah. come in, they're your customer. So they mm -hmm. trust you already. That's why they're in your shop. Yeah. Um, right. So, you know, you can sell them whatever you want if you have it there to mm -hmm. sell. Kind of what yeah. we want, you know, we're, we, we hooked up with a couple of like uh, truck accessory companies and that we've, yeah. we've sent all the paperwork off to, to sell that, you know, that's something else that we, we thought about doing because we do mostly trucks. I mean, like this is a big mm. truck area. I mean, that's just what sure. it is. So, you know, you get your customer in to come in and no matter what they want, window tent, uh, detail, whatever it is, well, that's your customer. They're here. Um, if you have the option of things to sell them sitting there like when you come in my front door i have shit everywhere man i mean i've got a pretty big uh, waiting room you know i've got my banners of everything i sell my frank window tent shit you know i've got we collect a lot of antiques in the back i, I have a really warm welcoming i have the tv on it's a little bit of music or tv or whatever or you know whatever they want you know i try to make it more of an experience here um it's easier to sell people something you know when they're comfortable and you know and they're already here buying anyway um mm -hmm. we've the amount of for example by adding window tent you know three years ago it doubled my revenue in ceramic coating by just the leads when they walk in the door because you know we carry um ceramic pro and then clear effects both um so when they walk in the door, they'll see the restore FX sign. They'll see, uh, you know, the ceramic pro sign in the back and they'll start asking questions and the difference, you know, and then you'll have to figure out what's better for that car. You know, some mm -hmm. of these new, you just want a ceramic coat. Some of these older cars, you want over store FX and then ceramic coat. Um, but by offering all the different shit, it's mm -hmm. easier to make money. It's just a much, you can turn a customer, you know, like, I guess you just want to look at your leads like before, if you're just doing dance and your average customer's $200 or your window tent, your average customer's $200, you want to make that average customer $400. So if you can double what your customer spends, you, let's say you have seven bays back here. Well, each bay is doing X amount of dollars, you know, and just figure out how you want to do it. You know, like in three, like your shop, it's about the same size as the one I'm doing in Kingston. Mm -hmm. You know, I put six cars in there all the time because if all six bays are filled constantly, then you're maximizing your money. So I've got to sell as yeah. much shit as I can to keep those six bays. If I've got yeah. the glass guy in one of them bays, or if I've got, you know, the interior guy or the wheel guy, or, you know, the fucking detail shop across the street, subbing something out, you know, whatever it is, because mm -hmm. we're not detailing that shop. Um, mm -hmm. Just whatever it is, man, it's going to make that money when you can get it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I totally agree. And I think the biggest thing, turning from a mobile dent guy to a more of an in-shop guy over the last i would say year or so and really doing that i i think that having people drop off a car for the day no matter no matter the size of the dent essentially is where i'm leaning towards mostly because once it's there and they know they're if you have a customer coming in they're like and you say hey it's going to take 45 minutes for your day repair you can't sell them on anything else because they got 45 minutes in their head they're like okay i'm gonna pop in to, and i have a lot of customers like that i fix a door ding for them and i'm like they're like can i just swing by and get a door ding fix sure really hard to sell them on something else because now they gotta drop the car and then wait till tomorrow and blah so like pretty much everybody now i'm like drop it off for the day pick it up at the end of the day you know or drop it off the day pick it up tomorrow one you have to have the shop space for that a lot of times two 
that gets them in the head. So when they get there and you're like, hey, I noticed that there's this problem also, we can do that while it's here. And they're like, oh, of yeah, of course, just make it do, do what you need to do. Or it's like, hey, I see that you have tires or detail or whatever. Like if you give it, if you leave it for a second day, you know, I can, I can get that done, but they're already in the mindset of dropping it off. So one big problem for me was I, I set two hour windows. I'm like, go to the guy's house, guys or girls house, fix the dent, go to the next one. And so that was all of my mentality, but changing to like drop it off for the day, super, super big change for me. And I've done that the last few months and it's, it makes a big difference in my opinion. Is that how you run it? Like drop, we, we pretty much everybody's dropping. Like, yeah. Uh, I tell yeah. everybody like window tent. I mean, we try to like the window tent job, but people, some people are just impatient. Um, yeah. They want to, and you, uh, yeah. You know, forty-five minutes. Get the fuck out of here, dude. Like, is it mm -hmm. going? Oh, mm -hmm. forty-five minutes. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I got a car around back. So yeah, but I mean, I try to get I, on dents. So with dents, no matter what, you're stuck here between an hour to two hours. Um, right. I tell everybody on a dent. No matter, I don't care how big it is. You're looking between an hour or two hours. You know, um, and the, and if it's sooner than that, then you've uh, oversold. You your deal already yeah. you know yeah. the whole thing you know don't over promise over deliver you know um so tell them two hours get it done in an hour you look like a hero whatever um but yeah getting them there for the amount of time um so they can look around and ask questions too you yeah know? right have mm -hmm. your office set up the right way to get the questions you want to ask you know mm -hmm. position everything to where they're looking at it constantly you know that's something we we you know we're constantly looking at me and justin in the shop of how to how to position something different to make them want to buy you know persuade them to want to buy something else and because like i said adding justin was probably one of the best things i could add a guy in your shop that cares about it as much as you is it should be everybody's goal you know in finding a manager or a gm or anything because you know he runs because we do mobile uh, PDR also. I mean, mm -hmm. we probably do half a million dollars a year in just wholesale PDR with route tech. And that's not counting my shop, you know, or the business or anything. Justin kind of oversees um, everything job related. So we're constantly looking at how to make more money or hey, how do we, what if we position this banner this way just a little bit? just to have people look at it more you know just little weird things that mm -hmm. might be like what the fuck is this you know um but just trying to get it set up to make sure you can sell your shit make it easy for your customer coming in and out um we never did like where you said you had two hour windows between each job doing mobile pdr i never did mobile pdr that way so when we did retail we were so wholesale oriented and did so much wholesale I would make the customers come to where I was at and where I would never. Go to mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I tried to go to people's houses and they never wanted to pay service charge. They'll pay a plumber or they'll pay the guy that sucks the shit out of your septic tank a service charge, but they won't pay me a service charge for more on your Mercedes Benz. So it was something mm -hmm. that I thought at first and just said, I'm not coming to your house. You can come to me. Um, nobody ever did that around here, kind of go to people's houses and, now there's a guy, uh, I think there's a Cali guy here working, kind of going to people's houses, that same style that they do out there. But that, nobody did it here. Nobody goes to your house and works here. Like that's just yeah, I know who that, I know who that is, actually. We talked about it the other day. We know, I know who that is. Yeah. 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 yeah he, used to, he used to work for us. It's wild. It's wild. 
Sorry about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, I talked to him for a little while at a car show or at a, um, at a car lot and then a car show. I seen him, you know, um, but man, I mean, like I said, you're going to get that. You're going to get competition. Yeah. Constantly. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to do it our way. I'm not cheap. It's like we did. I've got a hell damage car out here right now. I fought and fought and fought and fought to get $3,500 on the roof, but it's either I can do it or cut it off, you know, and mm-hmm. that's kind of the way I've become in this is, we don't negotiate. Uh, we just, we get what we want. And we do it the right way. And we want to our shit and, uh, and everybody loves us for a reason. And, and that's kind of, you know, how we push it here. I'm not the cheapest. I have never been the cheapest. I'm probably the highest, but you know, my lounge looks that way. My shops clean. I got to get my shit clean. Um, you know, you want to maximize every day and every dollar. Yeah, hundred percent. That's a lot, lot, of, lot, of, lot of really, really good advice there, dude. I really appreciate you coming on for the last hour and giving us yeah, all of your trade secrets. <laughs> there ain't no secrets. It's just gonna work, man. I mean, I'm just a dumb human really from East Tennessee, bro. I don't even know how I fucking made it here. I'm harder than everybody. <laughs> I look at it. <laughs> and now lot, I don't dude, work. I don't work no more. But yeah, that's, I feel like that's said. a good, yeah. Like I think all of us were, we've worked a long time in the PDR industry, and they have a lot of guys out there that are trying to find their exit strategy. And a lot of, I'd say, ninety percent of people have no retirement, right? They're just, like, they don't have a business to sell, right? They have no contracts, nothing. They have a book business that you could probably get a little bit of money for, but at the end of the day, if you have a guy that is a PDR technician that wants to retire. Maybe this is your option. Open up a shop and we're giving you all the keys and all the knowledge you need to be able to do it the right way because Jeremy, Corey, and I have failed miserably in some aspects of business and, and we've succeeded. So you can learn all this stuff and this is what it's here for is to grow your business and, and maybe we're setting up a retirement plan for you. It's pretty simple. Yeah, don't say we don't say we didn't try to tell you. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, for real, dude, like, this is how I I don't want to be on the fucking road. Like, this is like, it was not happening. I've got a three-year-old that'll be three in January. Um, uh, it wasn't planned, but it's by far one of the best things that's ever happened to me because I did, it really made me double down on saying, I'm not going back out on the road. This has right. to work. So yes. I said, fuck it, and then spent a bunch of money on another shop like an idiot. You know, we're going into election year, you know, World War Three. But, buddy, this shop's going to fucking make it. You know, that's the way I look at it. It's got to. You know, there's no other option. Um, and that's the thing is, you know, with me, you know, I come from the roughest side of fucking town. You know, and I made it out of there by telling myself, you ain't got no more options. This has to work. Like when I got when you know, my first year in hell, I got stranded in Austin, Texas fucking hitchhike back here you know if i put the whole story in here we'll be on here for five fucking hours you know so um, i just am not gonna let nothing get in my way to not make this work because i know it can and and, and everybody out there listening to this that that has the, the the least little thought in their mind that they they can make it work just try it because you know if you don't shoot the shot you're never gonna hit you're never gonna score it just ain't gonna happen um 
And it, yeah, you did. You did mention too election year. You did mention election year, World War Three, brink of the biggest recession ever to happen. Like what, whatever all the fear is. If you look back over the last ten years, I can give you a reason not to open your shop. Any one of those years, there's a, there was a reason. It was either COVID. It Every was fucking year, It was bro. this person was president. This recession. This is gonna fail. The Im immigrants coming up. What, it, whatever. Like it doesn't matter. They they do that to make you fail so that you don't win because people that win are the ones that change the world. That that right. they're the ones they don't. Fuck want. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and so like, don't no let shit. don't I let the news. Myself. Yeah, yeah. Don't let the news. Don't let the next president, whether you hate Biden or Trump, don't let that be the deciding factor. Whether you open your shop up in the in the small town of it doesn't it doesn't matter all that stuff is noise and it, it can change your life but you ch change with it you adjust you change the services you're offering you rent out half your shop to someone else you whatever whatever dude. there's there's always options but there's zero options zero options if you never even start the shop no and that's coming from a california that's coming from california <laughs> you think things are bad yeah you want to you want to have yeah, a bad outlook no, on no, taxes it's terrible out there yeah. No. Yeah, dude, it's terrible out there. I mean, but like, it's also dude, not. I this place though, shut me down. Yeah, but it's also not because, like, I didn't shut down during COVID. It was always a choice. Uh, there's 35 million people that live in California. I should be able to build a, a 10 times bigger business than both of you guys. You know, I live in a city within within one hour of driving that I could reach three million people. You know, car culture in California is ridiculous. Like, there's not just trucks sure. out here. There's every kind of car. You can drive your car year-round. It rains for, like, oh, 42 yeah. days a year. There's a lot of reasons why I should, like, if you focus on the good stuff, California is the best place to be, you know? I was getting trained to do Restore Effect while they were riding in the streets in, in Seattle. So, right. yeah. <laughs> It was in the straight middle of the world was about to end, and I'm over here opening up another portion of my business. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. City of Chaz, or whatever it was called. Yeah, you can second awesome. guess, your, always you can second guess yeah. yourself at that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was Anyways, good, fellas. Yeah, like I said, yeah, you can just. Well, gentlemen, thank you very much. I appreciate yeah. being yeah. on here. I, I'm sorry about the lag. You know, I've got this fucking headset from. 2002 when i first started doing uh paintless dent repair and you know i was not real techie um all good uh, dude appreciate it. It a great well, we appreciate it everybody out there that's listening if you listen to this you know i'm really not an asshole uh i love each and every one of y'all i want y'all to be successful um and uh follow your dreams you know no matter what that dream is um don't be the main key is and i'm, I'm this is no shit just don't be a pussy. Do it. You know, just go and fucking do it, man. Like, no shit. I know y'all are laughing, but here's the deal. Like, I've been a pussy about business so much, and I've just, I've second-guessed it over. Think about, I sit back right now, and I should not be working. Like, I sit, and I think about it, all, the, all these all these things that I turned down, and these deals I turned down, and these, these because I was too chicken shit mm -hmm. to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and and I wouldn't. I mean, hell, I might even be talking to y'all. I might be filthy rich, bro. Like, I don't know if y'all seen my Halloween outfit with the gold chain. That could be me right now. But I didn't shoot my shot when I was young, so now I'm trying to shoot it when I'm 42. So shoot it when you're young. Don't wait till you're old, because getting old sucks. <laughs> Closing message. 
That's good. Yeah. Ending. Call me with your problems, but don't call me poor. That's the title. Yeah, you don't right, call guys. me with your problems, but don't right, call me fellas. poor. <laughs> <laughs> See you on the next one. Later.